0: Welcome to the Where Does It Come From podcast. We all have so much stuff in our lives and we're starting to realise that this can cause harm to the people who make it, the planet and even ourselves. I'm Jo Salter, founder of Where Does It Come From, creating kind clothes and textiles with a tail. On this podcast, I'll chat with people who've dedicated themselves to making the world better, creating businesses, campaigning, writing books and much more. In this episode, we'll be live from COP26 in Glasgow, chatting to Will Saunders. Will is founder and creative director at Goodwill Studios, with 15 years' experience of designing, building brands and visual storytelling. He's at COP26 representing Scientists' Warning Europe, a charity calling for science-endorsed action at COP26 and beyond. Hello, will. How are you today um, you. oh dear that's that's sounding a little bit pixelated and broken up now but we'll um we'll keep going for it. oh dear hang on <laughs> right um will seems to have fallen off the um zoom call I'm just going to. Uh, hope that he comes back in. Welcome to anybody who's listening to the Where Does It Come From podcast. This one is with Will Saunders, and he is live at COP26 um, right now up in Glasgow unfortunately we are having a few technical issues with his wi-fi um he was working fine obviously before i pressed go live and then it went a bit wobbly and he seems to have fallen out so i will keep waiting and hope that he comes back in again but just as a bit of background i'll tell you about will so will is up in glasgow representing the organization scientists warning europe and they represent thousands of scientists who've campaigned together. They've run a crowd fund coming up to COP26, um, campaigning for science endorsed action at COP26 and beyond. And they're up there to um, promote the latest scientist warning into action, a paper which aims to be endorsed by scientists in every country of the world and they were crowdfunding to create a video on this as well so it's all about trying to make people understand that the science is important and probably not the as Greta says blah 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 Will himself is the founder and creative director at Goodwill Studios oh and I think he's back hello Will are you back with us can you hear me
1: are you okay
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, there's obviously some Wi Fi issues up there. So we'll we'll get on with it. I can't see you but maybe it's best not to try and do the video if that's going to make us fall over. Um, We can do the do the call and maybe at the end, show us what it's actually like there if things are working.
1: How's this sounding? Is this That's
0: sounding fabulous. That's sounding fabulous. Great. We'll kick off then before um, it falls over again. So first of all, thank you so much for sparing some of your valuable time. Thanks and I, know, me, I know you've only got 30 minutes. So um, would you like to tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about Scientists Warning Europe, please?
1: Awesome. Thanks, Joe. So yes, um, I I did catch. Part of your intro earlier before i dropped out so i hope i won't repeat myself but um i'm will i'm uh the founder and creative director of goodwill studios we're a creative design and branding agency that work with um, okay. social enterprises ethical businesses but today and that cop here on behalf of scientists warning europe which is a charity that i'm involved in and we represent the voice of tens of thousands of scientists all around the world and we're on a mission to get that science heard and to try and uh, compel our leaders to act, take bold action at COP26 and uh, basically listen to the science. That's what I'm here campaigning for today. And I can talk a bit more about uh, the paper that was released and the project if you'd like to. um,
0: Yeah, no, please tell us. Please tell us what you're up to.
1: Great. (laughs) So as as you can see, if you're uh, streaming in, um, I'm in the action room it's um it's a very lively place uh, uh with lots of interviews going around you know there's sky news over there all, all the big tv channels and um in the action room um uh, speak to scientists so these are um not just climate scientists but anybody who has graduated within uh the sciences so that includes healthcare education sciences, political sciences, that kind of thing. So we want to get their voices heard. And uh, our goal is to get, um, to basically break a world record um, of the most endorsed paper ever. Uh, The current record, I believe, is around 15,000 signatories. And we also have a secondary goal to try and get at least one scientist from every country in the world signing. Going a bit wobbly again, and we really need them to act.
0: Just missed that last little bit about um, a scientist from every country in the world. If you could just say that again, that would be fabulous.
1: Sure thing. So, our goal is to get uh, at least one scientist from every country in the world to sign the paper to show. That uh, the scientists are unified, the science is clear, and now we need action. And um, you can find out more uh, by going to planetincrisis.com and click to sign the paper. So, if if you're if you're a graduate um, of any of any science background, uh, including political science, social sciences, etc., um, engineering. You can make your voice heard and we also invite you to record a short video recording talking about why it's important for you to sign this paper get involved in the project and try and uh, push climate action and we're compiling a list of all the voices uh who have taken part in this campaign on that website and and i'm sure we can drop some links
0: yeah brilliant i'll put the i'll put the link i'll put the link at the bottom of the podcast when we release it as a recording a bit later on and also under the youtube okay i'm just conscious of time so tell us what it's like up there at cop 26 what's the feeling on the ground give us the low down
1: so it's very busy very hectic people running around uh so this feeling of energy um very, I have personally gone through um, a whole range of emotions, um, from hope, optimism, to despair and frustration um, within the COP, so in, in, the, in the COP26 buildings. Uh, I've also been um, outside on the streets marching last weekend, and there were um, reportedly uh, 100,000 people on the streets last weekend all marching, all demanding climate action and I was really pleased to be part of that because within the walls of COP, um, especially within the meetings, it feels quite subdued, you know. Um, A lot of talking, calm voices, um, apart from our talks when we have a press conference, we kind of stand up and chat a bit more. In general it's quite subdued, yeah, outside, um, such a different atmosphere, there's people like singing and dancing and music and uh, like drums, trumpets, people from all backgrounds. Um, fantastic to, to see uh, a huge amount of Indigenous people on the streets, which was incredible because they are often uh, excluded from, you know, these important conversations. Um, so it was great to see. People of all ages, all backgrounds, taking the streets. Again, a unified voice trying to get through to the, and through the school uh, leaders to take the bigger action, bolder action that we need to see.
0: It's interesting you say it's subdued inside, isn't it, but really quite lively and, and energetic um, outside and then all those diverse voices outside and maybe not so much inside because as someone who hasn't been at the conference but I've been following it obviously as much as I can which is most of the time um, the, the, the feeling has been that the youth in particular are feeling very excluded and that the indigenous people's um, representation has not been as much as it should be and really that most of the people who seem to be doing the talking um, are delegations that maybe don't quite represent the people who are going to be impacted the most, but maybe do represent people who can make decisions. So it's a tough call, isn't it?
1: It, Yes, yeah, you're right, Joe. Um, It is a tough call, because um, what we see in here is reflective of most, uh, I suppose. Uh, large organisations, you know. um, We do see a a certain amount of certain demographic, mostly on the stages. However, there has been, you know, efforts, I think, uh, from COP and the the organisations, who organising it to to try and and address that balance. In fact, in one of the large expo rooms, there actually is um, um, a stall or a stand rather, uh, which is the the indigenous peoples group. Um, so, so they, you know, um, it's 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 a shame it's just one stall, but they have representation there. And yesterday, I believe, was uh, Gender Day. The theme of COP, and um heard heard from a few um, really inspiring female speakers, activists who are uh, involved in trying to make change. So. It isn't completely uh, exclusionary, but there's still a lot of work to do. And I suppose, um, you know, I myself represent a certain demographic. <laughs> so, you know, um,
0: you're not stale, though, are you? We need just to do male and pale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> male and pale. Um, not yet not stale. Although <laughs> seeing, seeing some of the, the youth activists outside, And and some inside, actually, um, the fact that I call them youth activists shows that I'm on the (laughs) other side
0: of that. Yes, very good point. But it's a really tough one, isn't it? Because unfortunately, people get into a certain position of power, and I don't just mean power in terms of um, political power or financial power, but also responsibility through experience. But at the same time, you have to be open to listening to the voices of Others and maybe people who have the passion and the anger and then trying to turn that passion and anger into something positive with action.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, This issue is probably not going to be solved during COP, but it is a kind of systemic thing. The fact that uh, systems are basically designed and built by people who... Uh, who are basically directly benefiting from that system. And then it's like an exponential growth of that system. So, more people benefiting from that same system. Uh, so, those same, those same people uphold that system. Yeah. And that system then it excludes those who are on the fringes and get pushed further apart. Um, and that's how we see you know, the, the, the inequality. And um, it's not just climate change. Actually, it's, it's climate justice. So yes. those who are contributing least to, you know, uh, the climate crisis we're in, are the ones who are seeing the sharp end of the stick. They're seeing, you know, the worst weather conditions right now. They're feeling climate change the most, and they are the most innocent, uh, you know, players in this game
0: yes exactly and then also youth are they going to be the ones who have to clear up the mess really you're talking at people in their late teens and 20s now they're the ones who are going to they're going to have to look after us in our old age and solve this problem you know assuming we have an old age i suppose <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> it's a it's depressing
0: thought um from the outside what we're we're hearing I, I was the same as you interestingly so i started the conference feeling quite positive and of course there were lots of pre-planned announcements um the methane agreement deforestation agreement um, and and many others that are so important but when we got to the end of the first week it was still feeling very much like there was a long way to go we, we haven't got down to the um any any way of um meeting the 1.5 um degree uh growth um limitation at all we're still above that now um and it all seemed to go a bit dry and then it, it just got the impression that um really people weren't were, were really willing to make the commitments that were needed and people and then the draft agreement that came out overnight i think the night before last still seemed to be not saying we were going to meet 1.5 in any way. Um and and almost I, I understand that's the beginning of the conversation, but there doesn't seem to be that feeling that we're actually going to get there at the moment, which is quite depressing I think. What's your thoughts?
1: Ooh. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Will?
0: just shout when you come back in um will i'm just going to go through the the program for anybody that's listening while will's unfortunately gone quiet again the connection um so today is all about cities regions and the built environment um so looking at action in the places we live from communities through to cities and regions yesterday we were um, or they were talking about transport and i know there was a lot of coverage of that one because the sessions that were planned seemed to be covering things like um, sustainable aviation fuel and a, a massive upsurge of electric vehicles and I understand there was a lot of campaigners outside ringing their bicycle bells saying hey what about us what about cycling what about walking what about public transport you know so there's it was almost a, a, a sort of technological, let's replace the things we already have, but not a mindset shift of let's change the way that we travel. Let's look at things a bit differently. So that was um, what some of the criticism was. Then as as um, Will mentioned, on Tuesday, there was gender, which is obviously hugely important because women have been proven to be the um, gender that basically suffers the worst effects from the climate emergency especially in developing nations um, that are really being hit with it and then also science and innovation on Tuesday as well and then on Tuesday night overnight in the UK the draft report came out from um, from the conference organizers Alok Sharma and his team talking about where we've got to so far Um, oh I think Will's coming back oh can you hear me Will waving yes
1: i'm back now thank you (laughs) that's all right
0: i was just um going through the agenda while you um while your wife i had a little rest and caught up but uh, yes i was just basically saying that today um the the concentration is on cities regions and the built environment and yesterday was transport which obviously had a lot of issues relating to it Um, and then also that the draft agreement came out overnight in the uk between the tuesday and the wednesday which got a lot Mm. of people feeling a little bit low i don't know if you had any thoughts about that
1: uh yeah so so um so from from what i've gleaned of the draft and what i've heard from uh some of the scientists i'm with here today um it's completely weak it doesn't go far enough um it feels like it's more it's more a list of suggestions and maybe please do this if you know if it's not too much trouble rather than you know the world's on fire it's also flooding um, we have you know 2030 at the latest act now divest in fossil, from fossil fuels r- r- rapidly transition towards renewable um stop, stop subsidizing you know uh, these fossil fuels etc cetera, etc cetera. it it doesn't really go that far um and i think you mentioned the 1.5 degree. um it it it, it misses that target which is you know, the minimum, I suppose, um, of what
0: we need. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's it, I felt quite, um, I, it did bring me down a bit yesterday morning because um, I was thinking last week, yay, we're finally getting there. There's going to be these agreements. Everyone's coming together. And it felt a bit like, um, I cheered myself up a bit by thinking about when you do, you know more about this than I would, but a storytelling, when you're trying to run a campaign and have storytelling, you start off with the good news, don't you? And then you have the bad news in the middle. And the idea is that you can come back at the end with a, yay, we've solved it all. So I'm, I'm sort of praying that's actually what's going to happen. That, and, and even, and, and especially seeing as whatever your political um, affiliations, Boris, is, Boris Johnson is the kind of leader leader who wants to basically come on in and save the day at the end so I wouldn't be surprised if he galloped in on a horse at the end and say yeah we've saved it we've got 1.5 and it's all down to me and to be honest (laughs) although we know it won't be all down to him I would be quite happy if that was the case so long as it actually then did materialize because we also know that some of these statements are about just making a statement and not about the follow-up.
1: Exactly you know um, if, if Boris Johnson and his team and people around him um, can, can pull this off. I will go from being not the biggest fan of Boris Johnson to, yep, I I will support you in this endeavour, you know, whatever yeah. we need to do to exactly. get there. Um, and he writes about the the ego thing. If he can be seen as a superhero, you know, it's fine. Let him have that title. Yeah, uh, I'll as take long that. As it saves, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
0: it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Issues. Because it's about it, there is a huge amount of this which is about politics, which just is just frustrating because it's it's a, a far more serious issue, you know. But but at the same time, like you say, that the we have to focus on what the goals are. So with that in mind, do you want to tell us what you're up to tomorrow with the campaign? Uh,
1: yes. So um, so so part of our campaign has been to publish this paper, uh, the science scientists' warnings into action paper, which has been written by 15 of, of the top uh, climate scientists. It's been published and it's being it's open for signatures now. Um, we've just broke about two, two and a half thousand and it's increasing every day um, over the past few days, which is pretty good. Um, and we're re- releasing a short film as well uh, on Friday at the end of the week um, which is effectively a, a culmination of the efforts um, and it's based on the recommendations of the paper and it's giving a voice to the scientists and trying to speak to the leaders as well about driving action and that's what we'll be uh, announcing at our first conference uh, tomorrow at I believe half three um, and you can tune in live for that I we can drop a link um, oh, yeah,
0: please do. Yeah, no, that'd be uh, great. Show notes. That we have. Yeah, I'm just,
1: yeah, con- continuing to um, speak to people, meet people who can, you know, uh, drive action in their own organizations, um, gather more support from the scientists and those who have got those degrees in COP. Uh, in so, yeah, it's all about galvanizing support showing that um, we are not alone because it, it is a tough um, situation to find ourselves in. It is a slog. And I think uh, the act of showing that there's this big support showing that voices that can be heard and um, I suppose it's really about uh, uh, solidarity, isn't it? We're all working for the same cause. We may have different ways of doing things, different backgrounds, but we're hopefully going the same direction and that direction will ultimately want to end in uh, an agreement to keep 1.5 alive, as the, as the slogan is, yeah. and um, avert climate catastrophe.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think um, the other thing with science is at the beginning of the um, covid pandemic there was this you know we've had enough had enough of scientists we don't want science but I think people are now recognizing I'm talking the people everybody in the world or everyone at least in the UK is recognizing that science is really key to solving some of these problems you know and um, with the vaccines that they came up with really rapidly and managed to make a huge difference because of science so the kind of pointing the finger at scientists and saying we don't need you stage I hope is now over and hopefully people will respect scientists for for what they know and what they can do to help us with this problem but I do see one of the main issues is even reaching those people with the messages because I mean I've certainly spoken to people this week who don't really know what COP26 is don't know what the problem is I mean they know that there's a climate issue most people do but they don't really I suppose people feel powerless and they don't understand it that's the issue, isn't it? Yeah. And it's scary. Exactly. It is. It's big. It's scary. It's
1: confusing. It's, it's quote, somebody else's problem. And that's the thing with, with, uh, with, with uh, science. You know, the, the, the science tells us the situation, the severity of the issue, and it tells us in some ways what to do. But really, um, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do individually as well as the, the systemic changes. So when you, when you think of science, Australia, you might think like new um, technology and such. Okay. But sometimes, you know, we get people saying, you know, we will invent some silver bullet that will extract all the and methane down and do this, you know, amazing thing. But um, we don't have that yet. Or we don't have it to the scale that we need. So it's really about um, reducing the emissions. And there's a lot of lifestyle change that we can do, which knocks on um into industry like agriculture for example um so if if because one of one of the, the six main stresses in the paper for example is food food systems so we need to rapidly shift towards a more plant-based diet which will then uh as an often effect reduce the amount of cows that we're breeding into the world which will reduce the amount of methane that's been you know um <laughs> About its atmosphere, so it's all these 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 knock effects, and really, we don't need science for that. Really, we just need to change a few things in our lives, you know. And interestingly, you mentioned about um, that the theme of this is uh, towns cities, that kind of thing. Um, so what I what I'd like to see as well is is a change in how we, I suppose, live, how we move around um and get to work and you mentioned obviously covid and the lockdowns um we've learned that we don't need to travel every day in a car into an office um we can work more remotely we can change the way we live where we work where we act and all these you know um, small things can make bigger action but Alongside that we do need our leaders to, you know, with the stroke of a pen, set us on, you know, the right path. So it's a mixed bag and yeah, the science is clear. We hope the leaders listen to it, but whilst we're pressuring them, there's a lot of things we can all do individually in our in our work, in our communities, in whatever organization we're part of, which all lead towards hopefully um, you know solving big problems.
0: Yeah, I mean, basically, we're all as individuals responsible. I think one thing you people feel powerless. I know I feel powerless because you think you can't change anything. But actually, we do have a lot of power. We have the power of our own choices. So we can choose not to participate in things we can choose not to buy things. I mean, we still have a huge amount of our our economic system is pushing us always into buying and spending and, um, you know, travelling and all of those kind of things because people are out to make money, which is the way that our economic system currently is. Um, That will probably need changing at some point, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, But I think uh, we can choose not to take part in that. We can choose that we don't want to buy things, that we want to eat a plant-based diet. We, you know, we want to travel on public transport or or whatever, but we can make those choices. And secondly, we have the power of voting our leaders in and out of power uh, which may seem like we don't get a lot of opportunity to do that but you can still be pressuring with letters you can be emailing you can be tweeting um, and more um energetic people that i hugely admire like yourself the other week the other day get out there marching you know let people know what you feel because they they all want to be popular they all want to be voted in and if they think the majority of people are against what they're doing then they will change they definitely will
1: Mm, exactly what we need are are leaders who do the right thing not the easy thing and you are absolutely right i mean we do live in this kind of free market society where, you know, like GDP is God. I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, to see a shift away from just GDP as the measure of success and health and happiness of the society because that's damaging. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, the, the people that we vote for, you know, they do see and get a sense of what people want, right? They they can see people on the streets, and I I'm not sure where that's going to directly you know compel them to act, but at least it's almost like an, an acid test of what the uh, the general feeling is and what people want, what people stand for, what people will vote for. And we have seen some pretty good words from the likes of Boris Johnson, you know, hopeful hopeful
0: sounding things.
1: But whether he acts on that or not, we'll need to see. Him.
0: Yeah, and I think that that that's what our job will be after COP26, won't it? It will be what's happening now. How are you going to meet this? What target? It's going to be a long haul to try and hold them to account for the things that they've promised. I mean, first of all, we need them to promise the stuff, and then we need to hold them account and make them deliver on those promises. And business too, business too. I mean, it's going to be a big exactly, a big yeah, pressure yeah. on business to deliver.
1: Hmm. You're right, um yeah. this 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 cop is it, not the end of of the debate, it's really just the beginning. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, so, <laughs> so so what we see what the end result will be, you know, whether we think it's enough or not, um, spoiler alert, it won't be enough. Um <laughs> that's really just the start and we want to pressure them and keep keep the pressure on in whatever way we can. So, you know, like the work that you do is fantastic and whether you're on the streets marching and inspiring others to get active and change their own life and then they, they petition you know their leaders business leaders or whether you're inside cop or you're um you know in in a privileged position of making real change all these different avenues are needed and needed now are <laughs> needed really fast.
0: Yeah no absolutely and and I think state of mind is part of it because if you do get down about it, then you become inactive and unvocal and you have to keep doing it. I mean, I had a meeting last week with um, one of my suppliers from India, social enterprise partner from India who happened to be in the UK. So we got together in London for a chat and it was just when um, President Modi had made the announcement about um, 2070 being the date that they could become carbon neutral. And of course everyone was like, oh no, that's absolutely dreadful. Which, you know, basically it is in the sense of there won't be a planet probably or certainly not 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 as we know it in 2070 however if you look at it in terms of they've put something out there and said we can do this and then the next step will be okay that's great how can we help you bring that closer how can we, how can we work together as a um, non-siloed community of globalness to actually make that be delivered. You know, I put a tweet out this morning which was half joking, which is, we need Doctor Who as the president of the world to come and um, solve all of this because in Doctor Who he just goes off on his presidential plane, gets all the leaders of the world together, and says, right, sort this out. And that's kind of what we need, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm also hoping for a, a science fiction future as well like <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if a, a sonic screwdriver uh, will fix this problem
0: <laughs> and what, what will it be powered by that's the thing
1: exactly yeah. <laughs> solar, solar 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 power so
0: it doesn't work it anyway won't digress into science um uh, then yeah. final question final question and then i'll let you get off because i know how busy you are with the campaign and everything is so what do you think are the actions that we'll need to be taking after cop 26 i know it's a big one but what what would you advise, three things, people listening to this to, to go away and do after COP26? Well,
1: that Well, is a big question. I suppose um, on an individual level, um, there are a lot of things we can do, you know, like lifestyle changes. Um, you know, it might feel like it's, it is a small drop in the ocean. But again, it's, it is kind of a signal out to your community, uh, whether it's in your, you know, your business or your friends and family, it's like this is the way everybody should be living or more in that direction. And that can galvanize other people because um, what we need is leadership on all, all levels. You know, People hate being told what to do, but if they see somebody doing something positive, you know, that can inspire them to think, oh, actually, you know, this person's just like me. I identify with them and they're making some really positive changes in their life. Um, I'm inspired to do the same. And, you know, that's, that's, that's part of my story, how I, you know, ended up here today in COP. <laughs> you know, um, like uh, I thought I would be. So, yes, yeah, so um, making best changes in your own life is one thing. Um, I suppose we need to vote for those who have the most private-friendly policies, um, but on that note also, um, we're kind of stuck with the Conservatives for a few years, so we've got to push them as much as possible, uh, so become active, politically active. I suppose the third one thing is to be optimistic. Not blind hope, you know, but, you know, speak to people who are in the sustainability, climate activism space and just, just you know, be there for them um, and tell people how you're feeling too. Because I've been <laughs> on the point of being out a few times, feeling, you know, ups and downs and speak to people. They really give you that effort to keep going and to remind yourself what you're fighting for, you know. It's, it is your friends and family, and, you know, this is this beautiful world that we're in, the only world that we'll ever know, you know. Um, so it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all, you know, science and numbers. It's humanism and humanity, and, you know, everything that we share the world with.
0: That's brilliant. They're that's, that, that's fantastic three. And I think with your last one as well, and the world will be better if we do that. This wonderful world that we live on will be better. It'll be even better for our children if we can sort these things out. But I completely agree with your first point as well about being an example. You know, if you, if you start living this way, then without having to preach to other people, they will see you and they will take your example and maybe they'll ask you questions and you can lead them by inspiration, I suppose, an example rather than anything else. Anyway, well, I'm so conscious that we're spent taking all of your precious time away. So thank you so very much for spending um, half an hour or so with us and um, enjoy the rest of COP26. I'll put the uh, pins for your campaign, for your press conference on the end of this so people can follow up with you. Um, and yeah, basically, thank you. It's really exciting. I feel excited just to have seen it in the background going on um, and not just on the news. So thanks again. Um, and we'll get this podcast out. Um, as quick as we can this afternoon i'll get the recording onto the podcast channel this is obviously live on youtube now anyway um, so people can hear what's going on so please everybody on youtube please subscribe to the where does it come from channel there'll be more stuff coming um, and we do a podcast every two weeks on key issues um, yeah so basically thank you so much for listening and thank you very much to will for joining us live from glasgow nice one joe
1: you very much thank bye-bye
0: you. bye-bye yeah.